it it got to the point where because he got the latest lawnmower and it had a TV on the lawnmower because his neighbor had it, the Joneses had it, and he got it as well. TV He's on like, a lawnmower. TV on a lawnmower, of course. And you you can watch the 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 NFL while you're doing the lawn, and it's just like <laughs> I need to buy one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and wow. it got That's to the point where ridiculous. oh oh, oh it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It got to the point where. He strapped himself to the lawnmower and drove it right into his pool, and that was it. <laughs> Joneses looks out the window and he sees this and he runs over. Couldn't get there in time, but here's the great part about it: as, as now this guy's drowned, he's gone. His wife's just like, "What? What's going on?" The neighbors all gather together. The 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 fake wife and the two kids come over, and the dad of the Joneses, he, he's like. This is not my family. We're not even real. We just sell stuff to make you guys buy it. You should have seen the the fake wife and the two kids jumped in their fancy SUV and took off. And they went, moved into a new neighborhood and started all over again. He quit, but they moved into a new neighborhood and started over again. Crazy. Crazy. And I I feel like, like... People that try and keep up with the Joneses, like the Joneses are poor, they're making right. everything. But if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and say you make a third less of what they are, that that family's gonna probably fizzle out first before the Joneses do, because at some point something's got to break. That's right. That's right. It can't be sustainable, especially if I have a third of the income. Yeah. There was, um, what was it? It took like, I'm trying to figure out the proper math, but it was, it was something like if, if you had a, being a millionaire, I'm, I'm trying, there was a certain term, you might, you might have caught it yourself, but it was like, if you were a millionaire, it would take you like, 40 days or something like that to accumulate the money but if you were a billionaire it would take you like 33 years that was like the difference in like money compared <laughs> this is the the money that you could burn when a billionaire looks at a million dollars as a dollar or a thousand dollars to us you know you're it's completely completely different lifestyles they can have 10 lamborghinis and it doesn't affect them but you have to mortgage your house to get the Lamborghini, you know? <laughs> um, and the thing is, is like, all those dollars are not coming out of your own pocket either. You're investing. Yeah. You know, you're, you're leveraging your money. So yeah. most of these millionaires and billionaires um, are working with other people, a.k.a employees or have sponsors uh they might be working with other companies but you can't you can't exhaust yourself of just doing things yourself which i find you know like there's there's and that's why people work until like 70 and 80 years old oh i can't retire i'm like and i ask them like why can't you retire well, because it's just me working out here. And I'm like, damn, man. Like, 
where where's where's your help? Where's your team? Where's where's people helping you out? You know, like um, when I was still working where you're working, I had uh, a 78 year old man who just celebrated his birthday come by and he was picking up some supplies and oh, I, I asked him, I was like, is this your company? And he said, yes. And I was like, well, like, why, why are you still working? And he said, because um, I'm trying to just provide for myself and just get by. And I'm like, holy smokes, you're 78 years old. You're driving truck to pick up the stuff that gets sold. And there's there's nobody to 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 help you out. There's nobody that you can sell your your company to. Right, right. Right. Like why aren't why aren't you just 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 let it go, man? Just even even if you sold it for Five hundred thousand dollars at seventy eight years old. Mm, <laughs> you could probably at least take half of that money, invest yes. it. Yes. If you think and that you know that you're that your 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 well being is functioning enough to have at least another ten years, to know that in ten years you can. Um, you can use that money, right? You know what I, mean? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like, I have a question for you. Uh, do you do you plan on living in Canada for the rest of your life? Uh Canada, yes. In Alberta, no. Okay. Um, I would like to, like, obviously, like re reside here because here's here's pretty sweet. Um, right. buy other places, maybe in the U.S. You know, California is pretty sweet. Right. Not gonna lie, it uh, it rubbed me <laughs> in the really right way. You know, it's uh, it's nice and warm. It's uh, always sunny there. You know, at least when when I was there, it's warm. Um, but, uh, in Canada, yeah, it's, it's, I never thought of myself being like, oh, I have to move away from Canada. Mm -hmm. It's never, that's, that's never crossed my mind. Moving away from Alberta, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I, I am, I am not <laughs> an oil and gas person whatsoever. I'm not the. Yeah, you 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 betcha kind of guy. Like I'm just I'm not that whatsoever. I can move to BC in a heartbeat. Um, Toronto or Ontario, maybe a lot of those people are kind of the same out there. But I'm more of like, um, grow your fruits, grow your vegetables. Yeah. That type of thing, like enjoy the sun, go out on the lake and go swimming, and you know, Kelowna, 
head to where um, those type of places that I tried it before. Um, I was actually supposed to go to school there before, but it was the 2008 recession and I didn't know what a recession was. So at 22, 23, I went to go and try it out there. I moved there, couldn't find a job, couldn't go to school. So I had to move back. So I got like, I got a taste of it, right? I got a taste of it, but um, as for like your question before, will I always be in Canada? Yeah, I'll always reside in Canada, but um, property and other places like that, once I'm super successful and have a lot of money, other places for sure. That way I can like, I can bounce between like, oh, it's too Absolutely. cold here. I'm going to jump on a plane and I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go. Right. That's, I'm glad you said it like that because um, I agree. I, I wouldn't reside here. It would be BC. I would have places in the States. Um, definitely a winter season. I would be in Thailand. Uh, the reason why I asked was because there's other places where you can live in the world that's like a fraction of, of how we live here. And we can enjoy so much more because of weather and culture and you know all these other things. But I was just curious, uh, your mind. See, see, and, and and I and I can't say, oh yeah, I would go live over in in Japan. Oh, but I I don't I don't I don't know, um, um, their their culture enough to go and and stay there permanently. What if I right. hate it? What if I what if I go there and I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, it's true. You know it's what I mean? Like because I, because I haven't experienced that side of of the of planet yet. Right. Um, and that's where that, like you said, the whole traveling thing comes in and experiencing different things and foods and culture and TV programs and and and. Uh, candies and, and people and you know just all, all the all the different things that are for that specific place like even Germany you know like I, I have somebody on my team who just moved back from Germany uh, was living kind of like like in Alberta style Germany where everything was like flat uh Nothing looked really beautiful, so him and his wife they they packed up and they went to um, an Alberta type of Germany where there was like mountains and and that type of thing, right? Yeah, it was really cool. But he's just like it. I miss home, and I think that's like what it comes down to is like I think if I were to go and move to a different country or completely different continent i'd be like well I, I just i miss i miss home right right where if i were to buy a piece of property somewhere then i know that i can go there or i can visit there but still come home yes and not have to worry about being like oh man i screwed up oh man i gotta sell my piece of property here and you know come back yeah 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 and then have to come back and start all over again because then you got to get the residency 
you know, you have to get your card. You have to like there's 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 so much red tape that you have to get in order to actually physically live there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so I'd rather have Canada as my home and then be able to visit. Yeah. Right. No, no, I get that because I, I, I would do the whole, I don't know if it's 90 days. I, I still have to do my research, but I think you can be 90 days in a, a particular part of the world that you have to leave and go back to your original country. And um, like I, I know for myself, like November towards uh, probably January or even February, because my, my birthday, our birthdays are in February probably after my birthday coming into March, then I would come back. So I would look into that because I'm not against the winter season. It's beautiful and it's great. But I, if I have a choice, obviously, right. <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> Enjoy the sun in like the middle of December. <laughs> well, and, and like, I, I haven't traveled a whole lot, but I experienced what, uh you see in the movies when it comes to Halloween. So four years ago we went to California and it was right at Halloween time. So on Halloween, we were in California. I was okay. walking around in shorts and a t-shirt. Right. With like exactly what you see in the movies. And you know, no, no parkas, you know, no boots, no snow. It was every other house was uh, like a haunted house. You know, like everybody was just enjoying it. And I was just like, wow, this is exactly like the movies. So why would I not go there for Halloween and then spend my Christmas in Jasper because it's snowing right. and it's beautiful and it's at a cottage or whatever and you know after christmas then f this place i'm going to <laughs> mexico because i'd rather have a nice tan instead of you know slipping and sliding in in the snow between right you know choices. february and april right yeah so because what i'm hearing is you're creating now what you desire for your life. It's, it's almost like you've, you um, have experienced enough winters, enough three seasons of the year, not four. And you've experienced enough of the, the grind where it's like, can I streamline that now? Right. And like you said, two days here, two weeks there, whatever, whatever that case may be. Like, for example, uh, I could do some, dream building with you as well i would have, have a home in thailand i already picked it out and then i would uh have a rent a boat so i don't have to waste money on a boat and i would have the boat go down to singapore and i think it's october is when the f1 racing series is in singapore i think that that's their only nighttime race and i would love to see that and I would invite family and friends to come out that time of the year. I'm like, because I'd be busy traveling, doing other speaking gigs, but you'll always find me in Singapore for that weekend. And 
you know, create these this lifestyle experience where it's like, yes, you work hard for your money like anybody else, but you also create your lifestyle, not just not just live or not just exist. You you create. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And most people I feel they're just going to just live. And I, and I'm, again, I'm not trying to poo-poo those kind of people to feel bad that they're working hard to create something for their family. But what else is there? There's got to be more. There's always more. Like, think outside of your house. What is out there? Why do people... Why have the people that you have met from other places come here? Because they chose to make a difference for themselves. Right. And they took a risk. And I think most people who are comfortable don't make risks. And that's very detrimental for lot of people and that's why they end up going to the bars on Friday nights or they go to the bar uh, after work and they just try and drown out anything that could be of something that could be great for them even if it's two hours every night instead of going to the bar for two hours they could Take those two hours and learn something. Learn something different. Even if they don't go anywhere, they could jump on YouTube and do two hours of exploring Mexico. Just looking at the different things and being like, "Mm, if only. And then that if only, they'll look at their wife or their their husband and be like, you want to go there? You think that would be really sweet to go and check that place out? And more often than not, to be like, you know what? This place would be a lot better than what it is right now because it's really cold here. I would like to take a vacation away from, from you know, the minus 40 and yeah. you know, go get a little tan. Glass like margaritas on, on a beach somewhere that I've never ever thought about going before meanwhile you know you're you're putting your mind into that place because you decided to youtube something for two hours instead of talking to frank who is there every single day who is there for four or five hours every single day just drinking himself into death yeah Oh yeah, there was. Um, I used to work at the airport in a private hangar, and this guy named Dave. He breeds and races uh, horses. Super nice guy, really chilled. Uh, keeps a simple lifestyle. Shows up to work every day, and I remember it was my second winter with him, and I was we're, we're feeling the the field truck before a jet pulls in, and I said to him second year in a row, I said, so 
so why are we here in winter again? And he, he's like, because we're too stupid to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. And then we just get back yeah. to work. And I'm just like, the side wind is coming and everything, right? Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> we're not making the decisions to change our, our outcome. Yeah, that's 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 just it. Is like you make those decisions without thinking past what decisions you could be making otherwise. Yeah. Um, coming home and just watching t TV until you go to bed. You know, um, not exploring, like you said, like the earth is so massive. Yeah. Why not save up five grand and just be like, I'm going to go to spin the globe, point there, and be like, that's my next destination for the next week. The next week. Who cares? Right. What, what's a week from 80 years of your life? Yes, I agree. I completely agree. You know, just go check it out. Live. <laughs> Live. You know, check something else out. You know, I went to I went to Montreal um, last year, two years ago now, and I was like, this is so cool. I know it's our backyard, but like, seeing the parliament building, seeing the old Montreal, um, experiencing the the crazy uh the crazy heat that was like the my I had sweat rolling down my back. It was like a waterfall. Wow. But it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I got to go there with my family and got to take a bunch of pictures and there was like a, a Terry Fox uh, monument there. There was um, just so many cool places to go and check out and um, re to remember that kind of stuff instead of being like, hey, did you watch that episode of, of blah, 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 of blah, blah, blah? Like, oh yeah. Or oh no, I, I never checked that out. Must have been good. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was sweet. Meanwhile, you could be like, hey, do you remember going to that shop in that place and seeing those people and being like, whoa, that's so cool. An experience, right? Yeah, it's the experience instead of just coming home every single day and doing the exact same boring thing over and over but that's just me some people love that kind of stuff and again i'm not poo-pooing on those kind of people but if you are that kind of person just check it out go and explore try something at least once to say that you did something you did something yeah. because if you and I'm, I'm not talking to you but if you watch a show and you complete a season, what has that really accomplished in your life? Seriously. Right. Right. You can talk to 
you know, your friend Susie about that and have a moment. A moment, yeah. And then it's gone. That's right. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, you go to Penticton and you go and apple pick, you go and pick a bunch of fruit and enjoy the nice warm weather and just close your eyes for a moment and just listen to the sound of the wind going through the different leaves of what you're picking and that kind of stuff. And then going to the teller who's more often than not happier than a pig in poop because that's just their life. Pay for your massive amounts of food for a small price because I don't know why it's a whole lot cheaper, but you can go and purchase a bunch of stuff for super cheap and then have a nice conversation between that person that works at that place and realize that they farmed that whole thing for you to bring home or, you know, your camping or whatever, that food for you. And then go down to the lake, put your feet in the water and see people scuba diving or playing on the beach or something and you're not sitting in front of your TV. And again, I'm not poo-pooing on those people, but live life a little bit. I totally agree with you. you, you it's not, you're not only allowed the imagination to, to continue from that solitude of a position but the fact that it's attainable, you know, it's you, you instead of spending the two hundred dollars on booze and food for a weekend, you know, you can rent out a spot for 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 at least one night. If you get out of the city for one night, you leave on the Friday, you enjoy all Saturday, come back Sunday, you know. So um I, I totally get what you're saying. I I think also I, I noticed this uh, before we had our chat was that our vibration. I feel like if people don't, uh, if people don't respect that their vibration is part of the universe, then it's like it, it's like this the force the, the 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 force field that's around them of their vibration is just it's just it's really close to them. That's why that's why there's a lot of this. And there's a lot of TV and it's really direct and it's really poor and boring and unstimulating. You know, it's just something that's just receiving through the eyes and it's killing the, the imagination that you speak on. But I, I think that's also where depression comes in and, and, and the, the fluidity of alcohol or drugs that, that keeps them in the depression, but it loosens the, um, the vibration because creativity is able to flow. You're not focused on a TV show anymore. And I I, I noticed that earlier today where it's like, I, I, I kind of did this. I was like, whoo, whoo. I was like, move that energy, you know? Like I'm alive and yes, thank God for TikTok and Instagram and all these things that gives me motivation. But I still have things I need to accomplish today that, may not be able i may not have time to accomplish it tomorrow you know and like these moments matter that 
builds up to the success that you desire of the imagination. Yeah, yeah, no, um, definitely hit it on the head for sure there because, like you said, there's, you know, certain substances that may be able to release uh, different parts of the brain in the creativity, but... You know, those substances should not have to be a part of how you be creative. Um, because that's not in that's that's an outside influence. That's not something that's uh, created because your brain all of a sudden like giving you a, an idea. You know, it's it's an outside influence that, like, if it's too much, then you become dependent on it. Uh, you overdo it, and then it becomes too much, and then that creativity is is gone. You know, you become then lazy again, or you fall asleep, or 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 you know, you become not person that you want to become because of that that's right that's right brings it down a different road like completely <laughs> right and that and that sucks too right um being dependent on substance yes why yes. not just be if, if you feel like you need those things um reach out to somebody or or find something that'll change your mindset of what you need from that specific thing so if you're addicted to say like marijuana or whatever right you like that that high euphoric feeling go for a run you're gonna get that exact same feeling if you go for a half an hour run you're going to come back and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that was intense. You know, you have a shower, you know, you have something to munch on afterwards and then do whatever. Yeah. And absolutely. Like, when it comes to like, alcohol, if you like playing video games and you're not a addicted to video games go and play in hours worth of video games because then that releases like those endorphins of almost like having those drinks or whatever because it was like so so happy I was able to beat that level and you know destroy that that facility or you know whatever you know the, the conquest is done and then you you turn it off and you continue on with with whatever you're doing right yes i agree there was i saw i heard it on the it was like some uh weather channel and there was like a, a commercial and this lady uh excuse me this gentleman he was talking about doing workouts outside in the winter season and how, how many health benefits come from that 
And the biggest thing that came from that that I heard was if you do a half hour workout outside, that could just be a brisk walk around the block. But for at least 30 minutes, um, if you do that, I think he said it just even three times a week. So every other day, he said that that has an effect of, of four times more than any antidepressant pill. Just just outside in the cold. It's, it's interesting. Um, I, I might go a little spiritual here, but it's interesting how there's certain there's certain things that are great for us but because there's a some sort of a negative tagline attached to it that is too cold it's freezing i'll get sick you know even though we're designed to live in all these elements or else we would have all been gone already we we don't embrace it and we don't understand that it actually benefits us because we were actually born from the earth <laughs> so we were designed to live in this in these environments it, it, it's the media man they're they're just yeah. they're, it just says like and it's it's the the commercials where they're saying like oh you're gonna get if you go out into the cold you're gonna get sick you know if you yeah. do this and that no sickness comes from diseases and uh airborne illnesses going outside does not make you sick that's right that's right you know what I mean? Like outside is 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 a vitamin, whether yeah. it's it's you know uh, super nice out with the sun, or it's nice and brisk out. Yes. It's it's nature, and Mother Nature designed Mother Nature not to harm you. That's right. Yeah, people are designed to harm each other, and they've created these illnesses and all that kind of stuff it's it's transferable that way mother nature is, is beautiful and it whether you go outside during the day or you go outside during the night and it's or it's cold out it doesn't matter it's nice it's beautiful right and that's why again the whole traveling thing and why i was explaining like california being like holy cow this is October, almost November, like November, and it's almost 30 degrees out, and it feels so nice. Yeah. You know? And, and like, but because you know you're, you, you are having an experience that, that you normally wouldn't have at that time of the year. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was very different, and like being in Disney and that kind of stuff. And it was, you know, when you, when you when you're here at the end of October, it's super cold. But when you're there at the end of October, it's so nice out. You're in shorts and a t-shirt and you're like, I get used to this. <laughs> That's right. I you was know? thinking the same thing. Exactly. I can get used to this. <laughs> you don't mm -hmm. got to tell me twice. <laughs> well, man, um, unless you have something else that we can we can chat about, we, I think we've been going for about an hour and a half now. Um, that was great. Thank you. That was great. Awesome. Um, it's great, uh, great chatting with you. And I think we should definitely do this more often. And um, Totally good. It was great. I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't think there's really anything that I could edit out of this. You know what I mean? I think everything <laughs> that I chatted about was 
very beneficial and um, a lot more people need to hear this kind of stuff. I agree with you. Yes, I, I agree with you. And, and to, to kind of help people understand what we were talking about here is, is to live life, but also attach what you desire from it. And, and I believe that's where you, you can really enjoy what life has to offer and not what society tells you that it should be. 100%. And don't be scared to try new things ever. You may fail. You may not do very well at it at the very beginning, but it's just like driving or riding a bike. You're never good at it at the very beginning. You suck and you will suck at it, but that's okay because the more you practice at it, the better you get at it. And just you know, YouTube some different people that you really admire because they had to come from nothing as well. That's right. I totally agree. Right on. Cool, man. Manuel, you're the man. Jordan. <laughs> you're the man as well, brother. <laughs> you have yourself a good night and we'll chat with you later, okay? Sounds we'll good. To, you take care. We'll have to do this again. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Great night. How's it going, man? Great, great. How are you doing, Jordan? Doing fantastic as usual. How's your day going? It's going well for a Sunday. Just uh, making sure I have my plans ready for the week so it can be uh, seamless. <laughs> so right. it's not just nice. work nice. and then hit another box and then hit another box, right? Just kind of sure. make it flow. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, what do you have planned for this week? Do you have anything on the go? Like, is is, yeah. is it something that's like you have stuff that's planned or what? Yeah, tomorrow I have. Uh, an interview with um, a gentleman named Eric. I'm not sure if you know who Eileen um, Wilder is. She's a motivational speaker, blonde hair. She might you might have seen her all over Facebook. Um, or, or the name sounds familiar. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, so I've been yeah, so I've been doing some of her uh, courses of um, learning to do virtual events. Uh, given the season that we're in and because of the lifestyles uh, that's changed over the last few years. So I have an interview tomorrow on my lunch break and uh, see if um, I'd be a good fit to partner up with them and get onto the mentorship program. So, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then out of that, what do you want to accomplish? Uh, the biggest thing I want to accomplish is, is the networking. Uh, that would be the first part just because of, uh, who they're associated with and how their their community is built around their the mastermind group, and um, I, I like the accountability as well. Uh, I find the accountability is is top notch, and but it's also not salesy. You know, it's not pushy and salesy. It's this is this is your calling. We're here to help you with your calling, right? And there's a piece okay. of the pie for everybody involved. So they help you with a a, a full thirty day program from the first day right up until the 30th day of, of launching your first virtual event so yeah 
Cool. That's 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 exciting. Um, so did they give you like like a template to work off of or like yeah, how does did. how does that work? Yeah, so the re the reason why I came across them was um uh accelerate your income. No, accelerateyourrevenue.com. And it was on her uh, description page on her, her YouTube channel. So it was like a five-day challenge. And it was giving you basically A to Z of what you would need to uh, get people interested in what you have to offer and then get people in the room for your virtual event. So um, I did my little research. And I don't think you were part of my my life when I was talking about the four values, the four levels of value. I think you might not have been there. Yeah. I would have known you were, but for example, I shared that with the the group because they gave me that information of understanding different tiers. Uh, do, do you mind if I share that right now? Yeah, no, go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the four tiers is implementation the first one which is the nine to five implementation you're using your hands to get money and the mindset is the harder you work then the more money you would get i.e promotions and so forth over time etc so the exactly so the basis of that one would be at a cap of eighty thousand dollars that was american dollars and then the second tier is unification that's um that you you have the capabilities of being a manager so you can manage people, manage a company, um, and obviously your income would be closer to the quarter of a million dollars, right? Now that one was based off of more education equals more uh, wealth, right? Right. And then the third installment is communicators. So anyone that is in the entertainment business, um, uh, consulting coaches, uh, speakers, uh, they're actually perceived in society of today, they're actually perceived to be of more value than someone that basically builds buildings for us to walk into so that we can actually have a, a cup of coffee, right? And right. it's because they're able to communicate and able to use their voice, even though it's the number one uh, um, fear of most humans is public speaking. But since they're able to do it so confidently, they're able to get paid at a higher um, level and that one starts at one million dollars and the uh, that might they didn't which what was interesting about that was that they didn't have a mindset for that particular cap it was basically based off of confidence of what you have to offer uh, with your own personal value right and yeah and then the final step is uh, imagination so just like Walt Disney um, you know, building, obviously, um, building the Disneyland, and he built it on a swamp, right? Like, <laughs> he built it, he saw, a, he saw a vision on a swamp area, and he's like, this is where it's going to be. So your imagination, if you're, if you're able to get your imagination on paper, and then work your steps to patenting and, and moving forward, just with your own idea, well, then that's worth billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, I know that uh, that totally makes sense. And as long as people are following your idea and your dream, your vision, then, you know, and then those people can see like outcomes of those specific things, especially like, like you said, with like Walt Disney, 
I want to build a theme park. And people are like, you draw animations. Like, how do you want to, how do you want to build a, a theme park out of your creations on paper? And he's like, right. Oh, <laughs> you know, I know that's that's just like over the top, but I'm sure people are just losing their minds. <laughs> of course, of course. And then, and at the same time, too, is like, obviously, he had like some people to back his ideas and be like, yeah, you know what? Like, I can totally see you turning these creations into something where people can go and interact with your characters right right and so your vision with um with helping the youth and that type of thing where do you see yourself in the next five years with say um not only helping them but um creating like a course on like like where 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 do you want to help the youth yeah no because, that's a great because question. because like because the youth is 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 very you know they're 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 very open-minded they're very impressionable right so what what kind of stuff do you want to be able to provide for them in order to help them uh, become adults and then interact with other adults and become, you know, in, into more relationships and the final relationship with their partner if they end up getting in, into that space. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That, that is a great question because there needs to be more to it than just one-on-one um, -on -one coaching or group coaching. It, it needs to go deeper. Um, but I would say the first step would probably be with my dancing. Um, I'm not sure if you knew, but I'm a freestyle dancer, if, if you ever looked at my stuff on Instagram. And I believe that having a facility where young people can come and freestyle, even if it's just a, a $2 drop-in, something that they can afford, you know, they can be in an atmosphere where it's really positive. I can hold my talks there or even have young people to come in to hold talks so they can be relatable. So that would be the first environment uh, and then we would segue into having my own uh, educational facility. So it would definitely be from high school right into university, be a, a, on its own campus. And um, the, the biggest thing would be like uh, for myself, it would be like biblical principles as to why we should live this particular way. And, and if you don't, there's a setback if you, if you do. Um, give them examples, obviously. Another thing, too, is anyone that's in university, you know, they would normally pay, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to come to school at a university. But my mindset is, is that if, if they get accepted through a proper screening process, um, part of their curriculum is going to be learning about the stock market. And they would have to actually learn how to excel in the stock market before they exit university. And then they would pay the university X amount of dollars of how much their career was going to cost them in the first place. So mm -hmm. now it puts them in, yeah. So now it puts them in a position that when they graduate, they could be self-sustainable. They don't need a job. They can just be 
who they are meant to be in this world with their purpose. So let's 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 talk about schooling. Let's talk about education and um, and that type of thing. If you're comfortable with Absolutely. that type of thing, um, or yeah. do you do you think that uh, a lot of of the youth are going to school because they have to go to school? Are you thinking that the youth are going to school to try to find um, their one and only passion at that moment? And do you think that the youth is going to school because their parents are telling them to go to school? Uh, it, this is going to be kind of like a loaded question and you can answer it however you want to, but do you think that um, post-secondary is necessary for somebody to succeed or can they find mentors throughout the way of their life as long as the mentors that are, are guiding them are the people that... Uh, provide positive value in the in life and in the marketplace and that type of thing not the ones that are saying like f trudeau um you know the the ones that are saying like you know uh, uh, oil oil is the is the, the grand all be all and that type of thing because to be honest like why not think past that? Yes. Of course, oil and gas is going to be super important for the future. But there are always alternatives, especially when it comes to schooling and that type of thing, right? You can go to school, but make sure what you're going to school for is something you really want to learn and you're passionate about, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. Um, I, I, so, so I know exactly how you were going with that. And I, I appreciate how you, you synchronized it because uh, when it comes to young people in school, do they want to be in school? Absolutely not. Um, they're learning pre-calculus and algebra. And they're like, <laughs> this is absolutely useless to me. I'm not, not going to do this. Um, um, I'm going to be uh, Depends a, on a fourth. That's right. I was just going to say, like, if they're going to be a fourth generation welder, then, you know, <laughs> it may not be as useful. But if they're going to be a chemist, then obviously they're going to be intrigued to have that information. Um, I would also say that there, it, it matters where their attention span is. You know, they're, they're in school from eight till 3 p.m. But uh, when they're on break or right after school and, and when they go into their extracurricular activities, is it what they're doing just a, a forceful nature just to make sure they're not picked on in the classroom, make sure that the teacher doesn't single them out because they didn't get their work done, you know? So it, it, it turns into a game where it's like, I only have to do this much just to get by. And my parents won't bother me and my teachers and my, and my friends won't bother me. So 
I would say somewhere between 10 to 13 years old is where they really start to figure that out. And then it turns into something different when you get into high school. Um, now, to segue into the next part of your question as to um, the, the benefits of being in school and if they would need that moving forward, I think Ontario has grade 13, if I'm not mistaken. And Um, yeah, I think so. that's right, yeah. And uh, I believe grade 13 is supposed to be an introductory year towards their first year university. And, uh, but it still puts them in the environment of the high school. So it allows them to finish their grade 12 and then go into their actual purpose that they prefer to be in. So we'll say the, uh, the, the welder, he will get into a, a welding apprenticeship right away. And then he would segue or she would segue right into her full-time career. I realized that that's not the case right across the province, especially here in Alberta. So grade 12, grade 12 happens, you should or, 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 or you have to graduate. So you have your diploma. And then after that, you are on your own. After graduation day, thanks for coming out. And um, you're, you're basically thrown into a society that says, give us your resume because we have a um, entry position for you and we'd be more than happy to have you because anybody can fill this position and we'll pay you for your time. And then now again, it turns into another game where it's like, okay, from eight to four or nine to five, I just have to show up and then I can take it, take this money and go do something with it on the weekend. And it turns into this routine of a new class, meaning a, a new group of people that you work with that are around your age. And now you become um, co-workers and Friday night you go out for drinks together and now it becomes a second family and you start to build this um, image around this new class and you, you don't have your identity your identity was never developed at all, right through high school, right through university, and then into this, this pool, per se, of the implement, implementation level that we speak on. So because, you are, yeah. because you're grouped along with everybody else in that exact wow. same pool, and you're supposed to do these certain things in order to get that as yeah yeah and it's it's just a guaranteed result every time and and if if somehow Is it the employment, well well i mean the implementation part if you show up for those two weeks you will have that paycheck right like the the, the jobber has to pay you if they don't my goodness you know there'll be a, a strike or whatever would happen sure. right so it, it's, un, it's not benefiting the jobber to not pay you so this this instant result of this little paycheck that you can um, feed your addictions, uh, feed your pleasures, especially if you have your own place. Now there's no teacher over you. There's no parent over you. And then you start to build this environment that only suits your temporary needs, not your long-term gains that you look for. Um, and I think that everybody Everybody goes through that. 
Absolutely. you know what I mean? Like, like you, you go, you might go to school and find the job after school and have your place and you need to pay for your utilities and your car and uh, subscriptions and all that stuff. But there's no teacher or, or somebody to guide you along the way of that as well. You know, you have a teacher up until and then they're gone. And then you're expected to just figure it out. Right. You know? And that figuring it out is like when I when I was when I was uh thrown into that mix finally from high school to figure it out I was I I was consciously uh aware of that and I was scared I'm like who is going to teach me about life from here on out who I have to figure this out myself you know like like my 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 parents they only knew so much they are aware of certain things and that type of and that type of thing but um now that i'm more aware of myself and raising somebody you know from two years old up until they graduate and they are off on themselves that they can um, still rely on me as a teacher. Yes. And know that if there's any questions that they have about life in general, that they can ask. Because I am so self-aware about what the heck is going on with everything. Whereas like, and again, I'm not pooping on my parents for, you know, knowing what they know and, and that's all I know. Right. That I decided to go above and beyond what most people know and educate myself so I understand what is going on above the line of everybody else. You know, that like, yeah. It, it it's yeah. it's almost like um like uh like the heartbeat has has grown to that like type of thing, right? Whereas like you have to bring that heartbeat back up. You you gotta do the beep again. Beep. Yeah. Because if like, you're not doing that, then you're going into adulthood on that line and you're just like a like a, like a zombie to to yeah. to life and that i feel is a lot of people live and just have dreams about zombies and that type of thing and then i went to go and read about that kind of thing and i've what i've read was the zombies are the people that are living the everyday life of the normality 
whereas myself is, I got a book, I'll start to read it. I'll educate myself on YouTube by learning different things. I'll talk to business owners about why they've started their business and what they're accomplishing and that kind of stuff. Whereas like most people just go home, they go home and they cook their meal and then they'll sit in front of the TV and they'll veg until they have to go to bed. And I'm not poo-pooing on that. That's just not how I am because that, that that type of thing gives me anxiety because when I start putting myself in front of the TV, I'd be like, well, I could be doing this. Or I could be doing that. And I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, I'd be always doing, not, not always doing something, but there's always something that I could be doing other than just Being. placing myself in front of a, a device that's just mind-numbing. Sure, I might educate myself on national national graphic or yeah find find a really cool movie or or that type of thing but i just i can't be doing that all the time because i'm just not growing you know and if if i'm not growing i'm dying that's right absolutely i i totally agree with you because there was um that period of life as well, when I came out of high school, it, it really hit me the day after. I was like, we all partied, we all said our goodbyes, and it, there was no more routine, there was no more sports, there was no more homework. <laughs> and it was it almost like up we were, to you. Yeah, yeah. It's like you it's like you exit the, the gym door and then instead of it being grass, it's just a desert. <laughs> and you're supposed to find your way to water somehow and figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, I remember like that, like it was yesterday. I remember my like leaving my buddy Tim's place, like for the very last time, grade 12, opening his door and being like, this is it. Like, I remember that this is it moment. Yeah, and most yeah. people, most people don't, but because I'm very like, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know what I'm like. I'm 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 a I'm a different species of most human beings. But I remember leaving this house and being like, this is it. I'm never gonna do this ever again. Yeah. And it was it was weird. It was like, what am I gonna do now? You know, like what am I going to do now? <laughs> I totally agree with you. Yeah. And and when it comes to the next source of, of the grade twelves that are going to be going into into adulthood into life something after this whether they're going to school whether they take you know few few years off to to work and that type of thing just to get into the that momentum of, of adulthood and that kind of thing what kind of advice would you give to those kind of kids that, you know, now that I'm done grade 12, yeah, what's next? Because that's huge. Like I said, I was scared. I knew that that was the moment where this is it, but a lot of 
kids, they don't go through that transition of saying, this is it. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give to yeah. the, the in, individual that says that that's not sure that's, you know, that's not like me or you were like, this is it that are now like going out of high school and now they're going into workforce or into secondary school and not realizing that like life is now have started for them. They just right. don't realize it. Yeah, I, I would say the, the, the biggest thing I know they're young and, and obviously they can do proper research, but um, w jumping into the workforce, if you can still be underneath your parents' household for one year, it would be important to tell them your plan. The plan I would say is to be underneath your parents' household, to have a full-time income, to understand the environment and how you associate, associate yourself in this environment, and then save as much of that as you can and travel. It's important to travel because you have the least amount of responsibilities. Hopefully you're single. Even if you're dating somebody, it'll be a great experience for both of you. Um, hopefully there's no children involved yet. And you're not bogged down by the, the, the kiosk stand in the mall that's like, hey, you're 18 years old. Come and get your, your credit card. And, and then it, it brings you down a road that totally screws you over. So I would strongly suggest to travel i believe that's the only way that you can relieve yourself of the last 18 years the routines the the the, the way of life but you, you're still young enough to see the world for what it is and not just see it on a screen because the screen is a lie and then you can make your own interpretation of it but you can also understand how you can show up in the world You'll understand your purpose, your value. Um, you'll see, you may have a great culture here in your society, but you might see weakness in another. And that's where ideas can, can, can blossom, like the, at the, um, in the imagination level. And you can evolve into something greater than, would you like fries with that? You know? Like any, yeah. you know, you, that's big. It's big. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I wish that I did a little bit more traveling back in my tooth, my in my twenties, because um, the way that I was I was brought up was save all your money, save all, yeah. your, save all your money, don't spend any of your money. So I became like a very heavy penny pincher, like like to the point where. Like my girlfriends were like, "Why don't you take me out on a date?" I'd be like, "Because I have to, I have to save my money." And then, and then, like, what, what for? Like, I understand the future, but I wasn't, I wasn't taught um, why I should save my money. Yes, save your money, but but why? You know, like, but put money here and then you know, your, your retirement, but savings here in case there's an emergency for your vehicle here, put money here because you need to buy groceries, 
put money here because, you know, it was just like, save your money, save your money. And I was just like, okay, why, why? Right. So like when I like, when I was saving money, I was like, okay, I'm saving my money. And then I would just not do anything with it. And that right. was like a huge thing of like, not being able to, like you said, experience and travel. I had the money to travel. I had the money to go and see different things and all that kind of stuff. But it was like, save your money. And I was just like, okay, why? You know, right. there was no, no reason behind that of why I should save my money for different things like that kind of stuff that I just mentioned. And... I don't know, like what, what, uh, what was your upbringing with, with saving money and that type of thing? Right. Yeah, it was, it, we were the penny pinching as well, came from a single parent background. So every dollar mattered, you know, my mother did the two, three jobs type of thing. So it was, it was tight. And once I graduated high school, it was either continue with football or travel. And when I was thinking about the traveling part, I was like, I felt inside I didn't have the right to travel because we came from such a middle class background and me enjoying life and traveling. I, I, I didn't feel like I had the right. I couldn't take my family with me to enjoy this this relief of, of our past together. So I canceled that idea. I, I just stayed dormant and stayed here. Uh, and then the football side of things, that was like 5'5", five, five, 170 pounds coming out of high school. And I was like, 2002 I was like nobody's gonna want this small frame so I made that excuse as well mm -hmm. and then I just wedged myself into some amateur football league beer league and then went on the nine to five route and then that was it so I I, I killed what would have brought me alive you know right and, and I find that like when you're in your 20s like like I get go out and experience that's fine but don't go out and experience but put yourself into like a debt situation because uh debt will stop you from everything like and and if it doesn't stop you now it'll definitely stop you later because it, it'll stop you from being able to purchase a home It'll stop you from being able to purchase a vehicle. It'll able to not able to purchase even like a bed, because if you put a bed on credit and you can't afford it, then what the heck are you gonna sleep on? That's right. You know, and and I know like credit to me is is not, it's not real. It's not. Um, I find that cash is king, because when you have you can pay for it and end of story. You don't have to worry about it later. You don't have to bring it back to you uh, a year from now. Um, there's no interest on that kind of stuff. It's it's just it's a one and done. You, you set it and forget it. And now that bed is yours instead of having to make payments on a, you're, you're, you're sleeping on a payment bed. You know what I mean? Right. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> the, the next day I got to make a payment on the bed I just slept on Wait, what? what 
you know what I mean? Like you, even you, like vehicles and stuff like that too, like the same kind of thing. You're just like, why are you paying for something that's not going to be of the same value as it was yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially brand new vehicles. <laughs> right. And you're paying the same equal payments every single month on that thing. And by the time you have it paid off for you, you're like, yeah, I paid for a 30 grand vehicle. It's, five seven years ago that's now worth five seven thousand dollars and you know you turn around and you can sell it for that or you can somebody yeah. can pay that for cash and be like i'll pay for your vehicle you know what yeah, i mean that, that, that hurt that just hurts to hear it like that <laughs> when it's so true <laughs> it's just that's just the way that everything in normal is right right well, yeah, exactly. What's normal around us? The best is when I walk around my neighborhood and you see some people that have the same vehicle but just different colors. And I'm just like, I know what happened here. <laughs> you looked out your window, someone had something new, and then you went for it too. <laughs> Look nice. And I don't know. When, when I drive by somebody, I can tell they're like, they're proud. They're like, well, I own this vehicle. I'm like, that's that, that looks like a Volvo to me. <laughs> that looks like exactly. a like a, a whatever to me. I don't right. I don't care what you paid for it. You're probably making monthly payments on that thing, but you don't look as good as the next person who drives a, a Ford, you know, a '95 Ford. Right, because you know you know the '95 Ford is paid off. <laughs> and 100%. it's still running right. and it still gets you from A to B <laughs> yeah you know that guy's a lot more comfortable than that girl that's sitting over there being like got her big shades on being like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I look sexy but man I have to figure out how to pay this $600 payment next month you know what I mean Right. Absolutely. and hopefully I don't get laid off please Yes. Oh, yes. Exactly. That stress. That Sunday stress going into Monday. Yeah. 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 There was um yeah. a, a movie I watched. I think it's called Keeping Up with the Joneses. I think Demi Moore is uh, one of the leading actor uh, actresses in the movie. And it was it was about this fake family put together. They're just actors, and they live in a a, a gated community, a well uh, well off gated community, and their job was to push whatever the latest product was on the market, whether it was skincare, whether it was a vehicle, whether it was the golf attire, and they would have their little meetings at the house. But then say, for example, somebody rings the doorbell because they're bringing by a pie to introduce them to the neighborhood. Then they're all at the door and they're showing that they're loving and they're caring and everyone, everyone matters. Like it was so twisted. And then um, his neighbor went like, crazy into debt to the point where he took his 